Hello. Welcome to another What Is Now experience. I'm Charles Freely, and I'm here with my good friend, Saket Brisby. If we had to be categorized, we're both investigators of consciousness, with training backgrounds and professional experience in the world of psychological and spiritual healing. Each of these sessions is an adventure of the present moment. Saqib and I begin each session by sitting in silence for one minute and then simply see what arises now. We have no plan, no prepared material or concepts to cover, but are placing our trust in the wisdom of this right now experience. This is an expression of our shared philosophy of healing. If we can only let go of our desire for the present moment to be a certain way other than it is, then we can find the unexpected answers of what is actually now. So, if you will join us, we will begin with one minute of silence, and you can use this minute in whatever way you like, with your eyes closed, sitting, eyes open, standing, or walking, or driving in your car. We only ask that you return to what is actually happening right now in this moment, to reset the momentum of the day, and open up to just this. After this minute, Sakab and I will explore whatever arises between us. We identify themes of our exploration as we go, and then Sakib finishes with a short guided meditation based on the themes that arise in the session. And now let's enter one minute of silence together as we explore what is now really. And you'll hear a bell to start and end this one minute of your day. How was that experience? Interesting. I was just noticing right now the feeling of uh, like reflection, um, almost like seeing you as, so for the listener, we're doing this via uh, Zoom video. and video and you, you're straight across from me on my screen, which is a pretty big screen here. And when I open my eyes up, it's like you sitting and it feels like in a very similar posture and kind of right in line with where I am. Mm -hmm. And I was just, it was feeling almost like a mirror reflection of me, uh, mm -hmm. sort of reflected in you. Mm -hmm. um, 
maybe these sessions are making us similar <laughs> in that sense. Mm. Mm -hmm. That makes me think of like maybe maybe it could be that way with with anyone through relating in in this kind of stripped down way um, where it's it's almost like the layers of self and the things that like make me my separate self mm -hmm. and maybe maybe protect me sort of against the world in some way by giving me some something to hold on to and some structure it's like by relating here together in this really raw way that stuff has a, the opportunity to kind of like shed itself and drift to the side mm. i'm see i'm envisioning that happening maybe for both of us mm. through just being in the space of now and mm. revealing something that's very just kind of raw and basic at the core uh, mm. of both of us that like maybe is the same mm. And how does that feel? Uh, I remember a question uh, from someone and maybe at that time I was not able to give the answer. Uh, how does it feel to like have the ego melted and, you know, have come into an experience of someone else? Is it like, is it a physical feeling or is it like leaving the body? Is it like, is it more of energy? How does that feel to you? my first answer is just very warm um, mm -hmm. and maybe along with the warmth there's like comfort uh, or something there which not comfort in any sort of particular way or saying something comforting or reassuring me of something but just like a basic warmth and comfort mm -hmm. of being with another person mm -hmm. it's almost like I, I talked about this with a friend of mine uh and so we this small group of friends of mine we occasionally will meet together for like mm. maybe like once or twice a year for a weekend somewhere mm. and we mm. all have our different professional lives and in their lives maybe in particular they have to be pretty professional they're um they work in the medical field mm. and at those times last time i remember i was talking with one of them uh Artie is his name and we talked about like during that time together, like peeling back all the layers of that stuff that maybe most people see mm. uh, and that you feel like you need to present to the world. And it's almost like it's peeling it back for a moment and sort of waving to each other uh, and like a thumbs up, you know, behind the curtain, like I see you, you see me and this is good. Uh, mm. and, and maybe some of the wish to do that all the time, which I feel like has been a big part of my life and kind of ongoing journey to be that way as mm. much of the time as possible to have all that stuff kind of like wiped away but it's also a kind of scary and and vulnerable place to be um, yeah. so that's the feeling i think of when when you ask that mm. question that what's it like like as you hear this from me and and, and what's your feeling of that like or your sense mm. of all that mm. for me it's like uh the feeling is of oneness in the sense that and I had a similar feeling uh, today and it was like I'm seeing the same person inside another body. I'm seeing myself inside another body hmm. uh, as if we are having two different vantage points to look at myself, at oneself, you know. Uh, 
somehow in <clears throat> somehow in the same time i am existing in this body and also existing in in your body the same consciousness the same awareness just having a different experience you having a different experience and me wanting to know from you that what does that experience feel like you know so you are having i am my my awareness is in this body wherein i am experiencing the life of this character called sakabris sakabrisvi mm-hmm. but then my awareness is also it's my awareness which is in another body of charles freely who is experiencing another kind of a life so it's like i'm curious okay what are you experiencing mm-hmm. you know uh, hmm. as if as if like there are two uh there are two brothers or friends who go on different kind of journeys on trips and you know then they are curious to know okay what what was their experiences so yeah. it's being like that <laughs> yeah i was struck by the way you said that like i'm curious to know what it is that you're experiencing because i i and then i thought of it uh like a character a quality of it in two different ways one being like kind of a really playful like i'm so mm-hmm. curious to know what your experience is like mm-hmm. and then another one that's more pleading like just desperate like i wish i could actually know what you are feeling like yeah and, and that one makes me think of maybe there's kind of a a, a a maybe a basic suffering that anyone as a separate being feels maybe this deep desire to actually truly know how someone else feels or, or, or what it's like to be someone else so i wonder i was reading a, a book recently and i feel like this is what the person was talking about from the beginning it's like we're thrust into the world you know you're separated from the umbilical cord mm. and then you're this separate quote unquote entity and then there's maybe for the rest of your life this just deep basic desire to to come back into connection mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we try to do that in so many different ways maybe that's like all of what we do in life is is some veiled uh attempt just to get mm-hmm. like connection or to truly maybe have other another person see you and know that they see you mm-hmm. um Yeah. Well, yeah that was it just struck me when you when you said that uh, yeah because i heard it in both of those ways yeah and also that reminds me of uh, uh the the connection that each one of us you know on this planet that we crave for and that's why i think uh, they say that man is a social animal because we really want to feel that oneness you know it's like uh, it's like there there is someone is in a prison and there is a person you know a family member outside the prison who have come to meet that person and they are somehow not able to connect with each other because of those bars in between so this body feels like those bars where there is this desperate attempt you know this craving to connect with someone so deeply and that is why there is this desire to be with people around be around people have intimate relationships uh you know experience that intimacy do what we're doing yeah, yeah not only you and me and also the sharing of this with whoever may be listening yeah feels like it's another manifestation of that same deep desire so yeah like i have my as you said prison body that i could mm. be trapped in and then here I, i 
it feels to me like we're doing we're as as good as we can of mm-hmm. like making our way through that or or maybe at least like seeing each other behind the the prison bars mm-hmm. and just kind of like feeling reassured that that you're there and I'm here but it mm-hmm. also sounds like what you're saying and and what I think about too is there is some basic part of us that is beyond the prison mm-hmm. uh, but there's a basic like distinction between me Charles my life my thoughts the stuff that I do mm-hmm. and and that and that deeper thing that is beyond the prison it's like it feels like they go in direct conflict hmm hmm yeah it's I, I i was wondering that how how do we experience this on that level of oneness that deep level you know uh where where we we uh we are not having this perception of limitness in the body but which is something beyond which is a level of uh, oneness with someone else and I, i was having this image in my mind right now that uh you know maybe this happens after death or maybe this this happens uh, at some other level of awareness where my soul or consciousness whatever that is your consciousness we are like having a discussion oh so you know tell me what what what, what is happening in your life mm. and having that discussion at a at the way we are having at a physical level here but also at that level of awareness wherein we are sharing with each other having that feed, giving that feedback to each other loving uh, you know learning from each other and uh, this also reminds me of the idea of like the what carl jung proposed of the collective unconscious maybe we share all these things our experiences at another level and that is uh, getting stored in our uh, collective unconscious huh. so the the vision expanded for me of of you and me standing in our prison cells interacting with each other hmm. and seeing each other and like feeling some reassurement uh that we're here with each other but also there being something maybe beyond mm. me or beyond this life or beyond whatever that mm. is like is beyond anything that you or I as separate people could comprehend but in mm. some way it's like almost we're like uh, instruments that is playing through and and playing music back and forth or seeing itself in each other in some way but i wonder can is it possible for you sakib and me charles to to feel that or to like so and so something i heard you say maybe there is that that's something that could be beyond this life hypothetically mm-hmm. uh is it something that we can feel and be a part of uh now mm. that's a good question and that also uh brings to mind the idea of enlightenment maybe something what buddha experienced uh in which you know they say that there is this feeling of oneness with entire existence in that state of enlightenment and maybe that state of enlightenment is that feeling of you know experiencing that uh with with not only like between two people or two consciousness individual consciousness but the entire collective consciousness mm-hmm. maybe that's through meditation i don't know because i have so in my meditation experiences i have experienced that oneness to us to a certain level 
uh, in the sense that there is an expansion of consciousness. However, regarding one person, uh, I might not have experienced that, but I might have experienced that in a, in a different setting in which it's more of empathy. And uh, I remember a time when I was, uh, I, uh, like I was, I was back in India and I was hospitalized. Uh, I was, I, was, I, I had uh, like a, a certain disease at that time, it, it is called dengue. Hmm. And I was hospitalized for that. And on the opposite side, you know, there was a bed and there was a person lying in the bed and he was, he was in a state of uh, coma. Only his head could move, but his body couldn't. Wow. And uh, I was just after, and there was an eye contact between me and him. And just after having that eye contact, I started sobbing, like, you know, really badly. I was crying. I was literally making uh, noises while crying. And I could not believe myself. I, I, I could not see the reason why I'm crying so much. It was as if it was out of control, totally. Mm. And at that moment, I was totally feeling the pain of, of his, you know, his being caught in that body, kind of a prison that he was in, that he was not able to come out of that, his, his eagerness to come out of that. Uh, mm. And I could feel that. And it was a very... Uh, it was as if I was in his body. So it was a very kind of a close experience to what we're talking about. So maybe that happens through empathy, but I don't know how that happens. What triggers that? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And what, uh, I'm just thinking of how that relates to so much of how we might describe our human experience. Like you can only, you live in, in, in the head, quote unquote, or in the thinking mind. And then in like the whole body is almost like it's something separate. And in that person, it's like actually literally uh, you're seeing that that way. Um, I wonder if maybe a lot of what you and I do for work in terms of working with individuals is somehow similar of 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 seeing that in someone else this like this struggle of being so yeah uh, kind of tortured by the self in different ways mm. and and helping well not in that case helping but just feeling maybe so much of what at least maybe what what i do is just trying to also feel what they feel or see what it is that they're struggling with without the effort to try to fix it or change it or anything like that. I've been yeah. thinking this whole time about the prison visual and maybe the, the tendency to try to break out or mm. like shake at the, the bars or like scream for someone else to get me out of here or me to shout to you to try to like help me figure out how to, to get out. And that that probably just makes it more and more frustrating and yeah, uh, yeah. more and more sad or scary or the suffering increases. Yeah. Um, hmm. Versus some like what you were describing in terms of enlightenment or something like that of it feels to me like a, a total counter effort of noticing all of that desire to try to break out and yeah. then just continually coming back to really just like see what's happening and 
I don't know, I, I'm having this, it's kind of a beautiful vision the way this is played out in my mind as we've been talking, but mm -hmm. the, I see me, so I see you in your prison and I, and I see this urge to like go and shake at the, the bars and scream mm -hmm. and, and try to get you to help me in some way. And, mm -hmm. and then some awareness that the, the prison is, is not really there. It's not really yeah. a prison but through the lens of me as someone separate from you and separate from this bigger thing that we're talking about, it, mm. it is there. Uh, mm. But I would also have to let go of uh, this notion of me mm. uh, in order to then, I'm envisioning myself letting go, sitting down in the center of this little cube and just being there and then, then these uh, prison bars gradually like dissolve and I, it becomes this vast open space but then also maybe I dissolve which is the possibly the scariest thing for that me that mm. was in there trying to break out um mm. I don't know yeah. what do you think of all that no that's wonderful in fact I was having this same kind of vision and uh, I was thinking that as I was uh, saying about that prison thing I was thinking that maybe the prison is just in the mind you know, there is no prison. And uh, this idea of the prison is something we, uh, is, is which our ego creates or, you know, is created by conditioning, uh, social conditioning, whatever that is. Uh, since ages, we have been taught that you are this body, you are limited to this body. Uh, you know, you cannot experience anything outside that. Um, this body defines you, you are this separate self. So this is more of a mental prison that by reinforcing these ideas again and again and again, we have kind of created uh, to just experience this limited being. However, if, if we decondition that, however, if we let go of those ideas and uh, experience awareness as it is, maybe there is then we feel that expansion and, you know, realize that, okay, there was never a prison in the first place. It was just an idea. And maybe that is how that experience of enlightenment feels like. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking back to what you and I were talking about before the we started the, the recording portion of today. Mm -hmm. And I think we mentioned before that sometimes that will, we'll, Sakab and I will talk for a while before just like catching up with each other and exploring mm -hmm. things in a similar way then. And then we shift into, okay, we're gonna go into silence and then start the experience to record and share with you all. Mm -hmm. um, but you were sharing about the, like this notion of faith. And yeah. I'm, I'm wondering, and, and maybe some of the struggle with faith or to have faith. And I'm wondering how that plays into kind of what, how would faith play into maybe this prison uh, paradigm, if that makes sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, to, to just give a context to the listeners, you we were talking about how faith, and I was uh, telling me how faith helps me to uh, feel good about myself. Uh, and, and realize that, okay, there is a benevolent universe that is supporting us and we are more than just the body. So yes, it, it absolutely fits into this discussion of ours. So that's wonderful because this faith, now it depends upon where is the faith coming from. 
either either i can have the idea of faith in the sense that okay i believe in all these i have listened to buddha's enlightenment story i have listened to this idea of expanded awareness you know i i know that so that is one level of faith in which i have heard about these things but i think this faith becomes stronger when i have that experience mm. when i experience it somehow maybe through meditation whatever you know that medium is and this makes me realize that because there there has been instances in my life when i have experienced that i have experienced those expanded states of consciousness that's that's what makes my faith stronger in this uh, idea of not being a limited self and being something more than that so mm. totally fits in yes mm. so is that what you because i was thinking in my mind mm. like how would you describe what what the faith is in and you kind of said it there faith in you whether that's lowercase you or uppercase you mm. being something that is is beyond this this maybe this body or this sense of of sakib as a a separate self mm. there's the faith in that mm. Mm. and and what is what does that provide having that faith yeah that provides a sense of unlimitedness infinity uh the power to do things the power to because there is this notion that you know because we are limited in the body and we are kind of the output and product of uh, of an accident in the universe through uh, through evolution we were like with this accident happened life happened on earth and we became this limited body it it more feels like uh, you know being in a in, in a victim mode in which i feel that because that accident created me that accident can destroy me as well mm. but when i feel that okay there is something beyond this you know maybe that field of consciousness whatever whatever that is if that is something which is in control and that is something which creates our experience then maybe we are not the result of an accident maybe we created this you know from that consciousness it is we are in control and we are not the victim here so that feelings gives a sense of control a sense of power a sense of relief hmm. yeah the, the word and the word i was thinking of was yeah what you just said the last word you said relief like so hmm. this deep pervading relief hmm. uh because then in in that way there is no me to be afraid there is uh mm. there's i am not separate from from anything so there's no object for a me to be scared of uh and something that interesting to me that you said was faith coming from different sources and one realm of sources you could call it external and so like reading the story of of the buddha uh, mm. or or reading of different people or hearing stories of different people or learning things and how that could contribute to a certain sort of faith um but that being maybe different from a faith that comes only from 
your own experience. Uh, and, and something I'm thinking of in terms of the external is that maybe a tricky thing there is that in some way that maintains uh, a separate you because you it's you that is receiving these things and like, okay, that out there is giving me a sense of faith and uh, mm -hmm. it's giving me some assurance that there's this thing, but all implied there to me at, at on the fundamental level is a you that is separate from all those things. And so it's mm -hmm. like, it's maintaining me in the prison. I'm mm -hmm. seeing people out there like, okay, they're freed from the prison, they're freed, but I'm maintaining this notion of me as someone that if I only like work hard enough, then I can free myself. Uh, yeah versus what you described in, in the other way, which is it's not coming from anywhere else, but quote unquote inside of me. And that's something, that's how I des describe faith for myself. Mm -hmm. It's just faith in this. Like it's, I have total faith in maybe capital T this, because I know it, like it's here now. Mm -hmm. And it's the only thing that I can know, like I could read about something, but even mm. then my faith would just be the act of reading. Like it's just the act of whatever is actually happening right now in my present experience. I can imagine something that is out there, mm. but I can always come back to just like, just this. Um, mm. And that's a very uh, reassuring, feeling that I can apply in any situation if I feel fearful or maybe if I'm going down the like rabbit hole of what is all this anyways or like you were mentioning about free will like the do I even have free will and are people is am I being controlled by something and because mm -hmm. all of that to me is remains like conceptual and is coming from a me that is thinking about things like separate from me and mm -hmm. then there's some way that I could come back to just a basic feeling of quote unquote myself or feeling lowercase myself as uppercase myself. And I can always remember that in any moment, but it's so easy to forget that. Yeah. And I think that brings back to us the question that what is now? Hmm. You know, the, 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 this uh, all that rationalizing that, okay, uh, I might, I might not have free will, I'm, I'm controlled. And all these things are again, thoughts, which are taking us away from the now experience, but just simply by bringing us back to the now, maybe we, we start experiencing that and then leave all those ideas behind. So yeah, totally yeah. makes sense. So it's like, I, yeah, I like how you tied that in. So I guess for me, faith is in now and mm. it doesn't go any further. And if I can truly ask that question without there being a me that is looking for some particular answer, to be found because then I'm limiting what now can actually show me but mm. if I'm feeling into this truly with openness then the answer is constantly like arising um, yeah yeah no that's a very valid point and I think that is really helpful to me in the sense sometimes when I go in that uh, state of doubt uh, versus faith and uh, I was talking about that before the session but just simply realizing uh, and coming back to the now can bring me back to that faith. And because the faith then comes from experience, because rather than thinking about it, 
and conceptualizing it i am experiencing it now in the moment so yeah thank you so much for that <laughs> hmm. how how is it for me to cuz like we we talked about potentially coming seeing if that topic came back up together but mm-hmm. how did it feel for you to for me to bring it back up without me necessarily asking you cuz that was you sh- kind of sharing with me feels like in a vulnerable way about yourself and I, and and i feel totally trusting that it is okay with you to to share um but also i want would want to know how that felt or feels for me to just ask you about your experience what you shared with me outside of this the session it, it feels wonderful and especially because uh, it is so fitting and you know uh, such is the synchronicity of the session today that we were discussing something else which was regarding faith uh, before the session which was regarding faith uh, and doubt but then we started on a different note but how that fits in what we with you know what we were discussing that that came so naturally and mm-hmm. as if this whole conversation was building up to this mm-hmm. idea of faith and no faith so it's it's beautiful and i'm totally like i i believe that vulnerability for me is is something very necessary here in this session because this is what the session is about what is now and if i'm not being vulnerable and not sharing what i'm feeling uh, then it's like only telling you my limited experience of now and not telling the entirety of it mm-hmm. so so yes i absolutely that's wonderful and thank you for asking that because it it also brought me clarity that how this now can help me to have faith in my experience and also like the example that you gave about uh, it, it it is so fitting and i was just thinking about this that you know this this is how religion and spirituality might be different in that sense that the, the idea of the prison uh, that there are you know if if we can imagine and visualize uh, a prison wherein there are so many cells people are locked up and when someone is is in a prison and they see someone else who is who is getting out of the prison then they are like in religion maybe they are like okay only this person deserves to get out of the prison not mm-hmm. me and that is what uh, you know the idea has been that okay there are certain prophets there are certain people who can get out of the prison but not me i can just listen to them i can just listen to their ideas hmm. but maybe spirituality is about realizing that you also have that potential to get out and in the first place there is no prison hmm. uh, so it's more it becomes about you rather than someone else hmm. so yeah i think everything is everything fits in whatever we are discussing mm-hmm. which is maybe a cool message for the the listener too cuz there i could even see there being some element of that here where you the listener are listening to us and maybe in some way it appears like we might be quote unquote more liberated or like that we understand something that you are maybe wishing to understand that may or may not be the case for you uh but my hope is through both your and my vulnerability saka that it, everyone can see that we're also on an ongoing basis like struggling with this 
basic dichotomy of me as a self versus this deeper all-pervading capital s self mm. and that we're all i guess totally equal in that whole thing and that maybe the answer to it all is so immediately available maybe it's so available that it's it's hard to actually see because it's like right it's like right under your nose or something like that it's, yeah you can't, maybe it's because you can't see it or grasp it yeah it's, it's like hiding it's right here yeah yeah and i was just uh in terms of faith i've been noticing the more that i feel like i genuinely am, am placing my faith in in now in returning to what is now it, the more it, it seems that I find like what you said, how it just kind of naturally flows back into this thing we were talking about. It just seems like how everything is so basically related. And like, no matter what you're talking about, if you open up to this moment and this other person in a really genuine way, it's like anything that you talk about conceptually might yeah. just come back to something that's very fundamentally the same, um, yeah. no matter what it is. It seems that way to me. like just more I go in life and it, whether it's meeting with like just talking with someone or if it's by myself or working with clients or uh, it, but it takes this vulnerable sort of leap to let go of grasp, to let go of the prison bars and like sit down. And then you're like, Oh yeah, I remember. Uh, I don't know what it is that I remember, but I like remember very certainly something. Um, yeah. And also this then brings this question to my mind that all this conceptualizing, all this uh, ideas that we talk about or the world talks about, is that also taking us away from the experience of what is the truth? Because as you said that, you know, uh, everything just boils down to a single thing and uh, we, we come back to that center uh, and everything is so connected in our conversation. So maybe we are just kind of beating around the bush and <laughs> experiencing it in the present moment, like what is the experience of it? So, yeah, this this again brings the questions of limitations of language, yeah. the idea of uh, ex experiencing something together by having a conversation rather than just, you know, experiencing it. Mm -hmm. Which is so fun to me about this experience here mm -hmm. with you because and it exists in this, the realm of, quote-unquote podcasts which are generally at least in my experience very content rich like mm. it's someone it's several people talking about particular things presenting particular perspectives opinions mm. stances trying to figure out a problem and mm. and I feel like you know we're we're doing something that can't be done really we're, we're attempting because so much of it will inevitably become conceptual because like it just turns into a concept when you take something and talk about it. But yeah. we're doing this fun thing where we're just continually like noticing ourselves doing that and coming back and coming back. Just, mm. just continually doing that in an interpersonal way. So it's been, it's so much fun for me. It's, it, this feels very alive. And I think I've shared before, it's almost like a, a dojo for uh, the now experience together yeah and and all this wisdom uh, uh uh bringing us back to the experience like i believe wisdom why wisdom is important and why talking about and uh, also concepts are important because it brings you back to the experience so it's like you are you are experiencing it 
but then you are you start talking about it and then you are going away from the experience and you reach a certain particular point and there there you meet a particular guru or a spiritual master or whoever that is and they point you back going back to where you came from you know? mm-hmm. so they are then giving you the wisdom to go back to experience so this wisdom is also to get back to experience mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i love that i've heard of the i've heard that what what a true guru does is they just point it's like pointing out uh, yeah just to the to the point where you you just see it and mm-hmm. and they're just like calling out all of the kind of wasted energy and effort that you inevitably exert as a separate self yeah. and they're just continually reminding you of that and you're like oh yeah and to yeah. the point where you just remember kind of reflexively yeah 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 totally totally i i could visualize that in which in fact i had a picture in my mind uh, of uh, of one of my gurus who uh, from whom i was uh, learning meditation and he uh, i remember i was i i was so curious about meditation and you know about buddhism spirituality and all these things i was asking too many questions and so i was meditating and then i would open my eyes and then i would start asking questions and he he would tell me to he would point me to go back into meditation <laughs> <laughs> and i it's a it's a very similar experience to what you yeah. <laughs> have you heard the little zen story about the 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 professor and the the zen master uh, and the cup of tea i think i have if you remind me of that it's just, there's this uh and i might have shared it here before i've shared it in many places it's one of my favorites mm-hmm. uh there's this like philosophy professor maybe religion some professor some very learned person who is really interested in learning deeply about zen mm-hmm. and so he reaches out to this uh monastery and this zen master at a monastery and asks if he can come to discuss zen with the teacher uh with the the master whatever you want to call him and so the 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 zen master accepts him and the the professor comes and visits and uh so the the master in, invites the professor in and they go to this table in some room and the 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 philosophy professor sits down he's he starts talking about things he's asking questions he's sharing about his own uh thoughts about zen and then like what he wants to know and this whole time the zen master is preparing tea to bring over and so he, he's yeah. making the tea brings it over and the the philosophy professor is uh just keeps going keeps asking questions he's so excited to to learn mm-hmm. and then as he continues to go the zen master starts pouring the tea into the professor's cup and he mm-hmm. just keeps pouring to the point where it spills over onto the table and spills over onto the floor and onto the professor and the professor's like what the hell are you doing and this yeah. uh the cup is full and the zen master says something like just like this cup your mind is full of speculations and thoughts and how can you possibly attain zen without first emptying your cup um, yeah. something yeah. like that yeah um, or, or even learn something new without emptying the cup right yeah that's a beautiful story i i heard it somewhere uh, from someone and yeah thank you so much for sharing that totally mm-hmm. uh, describes uh, how we over conceptualize things <laughs> yeah and i'll i'll share maybe one more thing but maybe before we switch into a practice mm-hmm. i was just thinking about the notion of guru and i was remembering a a mentor figure of mine and he we were talking about the notion of a of a guru 
and mm. and he he was saying from his perspective that a, a guru can be anything um mm. doesn't have to be a person can be it can be anything and there are many very di many different versions of that or, mm. i forget exactly how we were talking about it, but it was that was the basic concept and he said that like one main figure like that for him was he was driving on on the highway one time mm. and there was quite a bit going on in his life he kind of didn't know what the next step he was going to take was i guess he had, he probably finished undergrad and he was like wasn't sure where his life was going and was kind of uh like slacking quite a bit or not putting much effort into his life at that point mm. and he's driving on the highway and this rock comes and hits his window like right in the in the direction of the middle of his forehead okay. and it's like lands right there um really fast and really loud and hard and as he's driving on the highway and he said something about that experience like shook him into awareness of everything that was going on in his life and what he was actually doing and what he actually wanted to do and what he knew he wanted to do deep down mm -hmm. and it was like it just it just shook him into awareness and mm -hmm. it was like a, a reminder of like oh yeah uh, this is this is clearly what i really want to do in life and i'm wasting it right now and mm -hmm. something he just needed something like that to kind of shake him uh it, it made me think of the pointing out like yeah. just this thing that is clearly pointing out hey you're here you're alive right now like this yeah. is it this is your chance and yeah. and that, that could maybe come from any source mm -hmm. i wonder depending on your openness to mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. That's a beautiful story. Yeah, like so wonderful to realize that even a rock, piece of rock, can be your guru, mm -hmm. uh, piece of stone, whatever that is, you know. Uh, and that reminds me of how many gurus I have had my entire life, not only in the form of people, but even in the form of situations in life. You know, simply asking the question, "What we can make that situation a guru by asking this question." okay what is it trying to teach me here mm. you know this maybe this challenging situation this difficulty i'm facing in life what is it teaching me here and if we ask that question that can become our guru and maybe we can overcome that mm. yeah beautiful so maybe let's get into meditation see let's see what comes up today in meditation sounds good great okay so I would now request the listener to get into their meditative posture and you can then gradually close your eyes for this meditation. And as you close your eyes, you can bring your awareness to your breath. Observing the flow of the breath as it goes in your body and comes out.
find your awareness distracted, you can acknowledge that. And without any judgment, maybe then gently bring your awareness back to your breath. And then you can bring to mind any situation in your life that is that was challenging for you or that is challenging for you. Maybe you are going through that challenging situation right now. Or maybe you had that in your past. Think about that situation. And as you think about that situation, ask this question. What is this situation trying to teach me? What is this situation trying to teach me? Once you have the answer, you can even thank that situation. Feel gratitude for it in your heart. Maybe see that situation as your guru. Maybe saying words of gratitude in your heart. Thank you. Thank you for teaching me that.
And then in your own time, you can gradually bring your awareness back to your body. Feeling the presence of your body in your surroundings. You can then gradually open your eyes and come out of the meditation. Thank you for that, as always, Sakit. Thank you for the wonderful session. Thanks to the listeners, and we'll be with you soon. Take care. Thank you for joining us in the What Is Now experience. We hope that you liked the episode. If there were any insights or ideas arising for you as you were listening to our conversation, then you can share those ideas through your comments. We would love to know. Stay tuned for the next episode. Namaste.